What is up, everybody? It is Thursday night. Thursday night means one thing. We are back with Doc Talk. The Jackson Kayak team is behind the scenes. We've got a new live panel for you guys tonight. Let's kick this thing off. Everybody, welcome back. Hold on. There we go. The button is live tonight. We've got a new esteemed panel for the 20th episode of Doc Talk. I feel like we've done something that we've made 20 episodes on this thing. They're a little bit farther, fewer and further between here these days, but that's good. It's fishing season. Everybody's outside playing. Um, first of all, to pay them bills real quick, we are proudly here because of Jackson Kayak. So thanks to Jackson Kayak. Go pick you up some cool accessories, under seat bags, bow hatches, flex drive three mark fours. Uh, check out our cool boats at uh, jacksonkayak.com. Pick yourself up an Orion cooler. Um, also, thanks to uh, some other people that help us out. Basco fishing, uh, Basco fishing, keeping uh, keeping some cool threads going on, and Z Pro lithium batteries, keeping uh, Zach Bailiff and I powered as we uh, and Nick, Nick too, as we go throughout this whole uh, season this year doing the Orion podcast, taking photos and all that fun stuff. Last but not least, uh, our new friends at Cast King, thanks them for uh, getting us some flashy new reels and. Keeping us, uh, keeping us on the move, man. That's uh, that's all good stuff. But anyway, enough with that stuff. People really want to hear from you guys, you guys. So we're gonna go around the room, introduce everybody tonight. Uh, we will start with Joshua Evans. Tell the people a little bit about you, where you hail from, and what kind of Jackson kayak you're fishing in this year. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Uh, hey, what's up, Joshua Mech Evans? I'm out here in Brunswick, Maryland. I've uh, been with Jackson Kayak for, I don't know, somewhere between eight and ten-ish years. Uh, fish out of a Kusa X. I got that limited edition uh, yellow jacket in. Pretty nice. Uh, and then RFD as well. I, I just got rid of my uh, limited edition Red Dawn, and I got a special one coming. So, yeah. Uh notes from the audience. This is a very – look at all the beards tonight. This is a, this is a quality – Bearded episode brought to you by <laughs> somebody wants to send us some beard oil. All of us would take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving to my way. moving to my lower right, which however you look at it on your screen, Mr. Jesse, tell everybody a little bit about you. What Jackson kayak you're fishing out of this year and uh, where you hail from? Well, Jesse, uh, last year I'm a. Uh, Live in Palm Coast right now, um, but uh, I'm fishing out of the uh, Blue Sky right now, uh, the 360 Angler. 
it's been a great boat. Had it over a year now, uh, plus the other one I've had in the past. And so I had the camo the year before that uh, with the 3D drive, and now I have the Mark IV and the Tiger Shark. And uh, yeah. yeah, I love it, man. It's great. Yeah, you've uh, you've nabbed some big ones out of that blue sky, and it uh, looks good on you, man. It looks Thank good you. on you. Up top right corner, we have the one, the only, Mr. The Opportunistic Outdoorsman, uh, the one, the only, from Team O'Ryan, Nick Brumman. Hey, everybody. Um, so I'm from Bedford, Indiana, same as Chad. I've uh, been fishing out of the uh, Kusa FD for a few years and finally got the uh, Mark IV upgrade just this past weekend. Hi, buddy. Have a kind of hobby. <laughs> cool. <laughs> He's on TV. He's hey, we're live. That's my son, Chucky. Everybody, <laughs> you've seen him on your ride stuff too. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, first things first, man. It's fishing season. Everybody's been out hitting the uh, different areas. Uh, everybody's happy. Seen Kusa X got some Kusa X pictures in from Josh. Seen some Kusa X or some Blue Sky stuff from Jesse. Nick and I have been filming on some other projects uh, with the Kusa FD. Um, but yeah, so everybody's kind of from a different space, you know. Tonight, Josh is a proper bassin man. Jesse is a proper saltwater man, and Nick likes it all. If it flies, if it grunts in the woods, if it squawks like a bird. I, it don't matter what kind of fish it is. He wants to catch it. If he ain't caught it, it's on the list. So mm-hmm. very, very diverse panel tonight. And uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So let's, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's kind of a good place to start in this. Um, people, you know, look at a lot of our boats and the different things that they do. And you all are using different boats. How do you feel that, Jackson, does Jackson Kayak, do you feel, have a boat for every opportunity that's out there? How does your boat relate to the different opportunities for your area? And whoever wants to start it, start it. Uh, I'll jump in. Uh, For me, yeah, absolutely. Jackson offers a plethora of boats, uh, pretty much one one or more for every fishing style type you could imagine. Um, I travel nationally, fish a lot of tournaments. Uh, so, you know, uh, my NAR FD is usually my primary boat on anything big water or, or larger bodies of water where I'm covering lots of miles. Um, but I got the Kusa X this year and I will tell you what, um, that's a lot more versatile of a boat than some might imagine. Uh, obviously with the, the, uh, Kusa legacy, you know, the legacy behind Kusa, the name, uh, it is a river kayak, um. You know, the whole shape, every little detail that the entire team uh, of JK team members that pitched in on uh, really came out with just a a well-rounded river platform. But uh, I actually made that my primary tournament rig this year as well. Uh, I'm not fishing anything with pedals this season. So I've got an 1103 on the back and, um, you know, I can either use it in the river or, uh, you know, skinny creeks, backwaters and stuff. It's got a nice draft on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it does it all. I'm digging it a lot. And the pictures you sent me earlier with the 1103 on the back, dude, it looks like you're riding a freaking Willie out there. I, I'll tell you what, that that's funny. Actually, uh, me and Silla Johnson, another JK teammate were out, uh, pre-fishing for an event 
And uh, she took a picture and sent it to me, and I started laughing. It looked like like I had was in a drag race, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have it balanced out for the right weight distribution, you know. Um, mm. And I was taking it back in, into some pretty skinny stuff. So uh, actually having the weight sitting back a little bit like that helped me get get through some real skinny stuff. Funny enough, uh, over some little humps and things that I otherwise wouldn't have. Right on, right on. Let's see here. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's do a little uh, let's do a little present here. I want to show everybody that picture that's watching on the live because because I I like it. So we're gonna share do a sh- quick little share screen. Well, I tell you, it already it already rides rides pretty high up on the water uh, in the front, especially because it's made for you know kind of navigating those those white water sections and things of that nature. <laughs> but uh, but when you put a two hundred ninety pound dude close to the back and a and a motor on there that moves, man, it gets. Everybody see that. Get you right up on coming up on a point. Don't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Doing wheelies. I like it. <laughs> so and I'll tell you what. So one last thing before somebody jumps in. Um, you know, just sitting flat in the water, one paddle stroke. I think Chris Funk said it when he first was we launched it. One paddle stroke is a, a 180 degree turn. Mm-hmm. Um man, that that's absolutely true. And with that torpedo on the back like that, man, I'm sitting there doing a 360. I literally don't go anywhere. And uh it's kind of yeah. cool, man. It's fun. I don't know. If, if you're not fishing and just messing around, it's a fun little tool to have for sure. <laughs> and I and I believe that uh Jeff Little also does that in his video, if I remember correctly. Yeah, does yeah. the Jeff's does donut here, where actually. he demoed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool, man, the way it sits in the water and the way the whole shape, it just, it's got a lot of cool rocker to it, but still stable, you know, I can stand in that thing all day if I want. We've had some pretty high water, so I haven't had a chance to get mine out just yet, but uh, the time is coming, it's very, very near, I'm ready to get set up and get out of the water. How about you, Jesse, what do you got, to, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, man. As far as versatility, I think that's why I've got more than just my blue sky. Um, you know, we we're talking about the blue sky, but uh, so you know, I still have my Cuda 14, which was my first my first Jackson. Uh, I have the, uh, the Cuda HD. Um, I have the big tuna. Uh, so as far as uh, versatility uh, for the family, the big tuna is great. Um, mm-hmm. The Cusa the is great. My uh, my little brother and one of my buddies came over and I put them in that and uh actually pulled them around uh a little bit on a little little skiff i had uh that was just trolling motor and uh just to get them in the back and uh it was it was so fun they they loved it um my brother was used to riding the cuda 14 mm-hmm. but once he got on that kusa and he was able to stand he he, <laughs> he was like oh i'm going out <laughs> this from now on so uh yeah just having the versatility uh you know depending on what i'm doing you know if uh you know, going out in the little river and take the take the Cusa. If you're you know if I'm going out for a long just paddle, you know just kind of cruising, I'll take that Cuda 14 out. Mm-hmm. But most of the time right now, I've I've kind of I've gotten stuck to my uh, my blue sky. It's kind of got me spoiled. Especially I put that Orion on the back, and I can stand up and sight cast from that. And once I uh, found that out, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a being on skiff. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. And, and, and that Mark IV drive now is just, I mean, like I said, I had, I had the previous one with a, with a 3D drive and, and then, you know, that was a good drive, but it's, it's night and day difference now as far as speed. You know, I find myself getting, you know, I go covered back, you know, getting some back marsh and mm-hmm. uh, I find I'm, I'm way back there 
than what I used to be. You know, I'd launch around the same time, but I'd be way back there now. And it's like, oh, this is, yeah, this is a different, it's a different, uh, different monster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's why, uh, you know, that's why, oh, that's one of my buddies right there. Uh, one, of my, one of my local buddies, he's got a uh, beta, a lure company uh, just starting up a few years ago called Skinny Water Lures. Um, but uh yeah but uh it's uh it's it's been fun uh the, the blue sky is i got a tournament not this weekend but next weekend uh for the fifth round of the florida redfish series and that'll be my second round to qualify me for the championship round in uh, september that'll be a two-day but uh this luckily this round will be in uh in my backwaters so i'm um you know it's it's always good when when a round comes around your back local waters but at the same time i'm 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 a little a little nervous about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little so bit a little extra pressure. It, yeah, yeah, and it's added. You add a lot sure. of self pressure, I think, sure. when you're on your local waters. And, it's you know, gets in your head. Oh, you got an expectation. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, expectations the, at the local bait shop can't sure. walk in look to looking a fool. Sure. But yeah, that <laughs> versatility on all the boats. I mean, that's why I think I got. You know, and I kept and I've held on to them and will continue to. And I mean, I'm that little skiff we were talking about. I'm going to sell that pretty soon, and that'll be a NAR and a bite FD. Even though I wasn't supposed to say that, I was going to try to keep that a little secret. But I guess we'll drop the ball. Yeah, I did. I dropped the ball. Sorry. That's all right. Heard it here on Doc. I'm excited. It's my first time, you know. (laughs) Hey, everybody has the first time. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Sometimes it goes, and you can't control it, man. Just let it go. (laughs) Yeah. He's excited. I'm we'll excited. tell we'll tell the story about him and Jameson hanging out here in a little bit, Josh. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> do tell. How about you, Nick? Yeah, uh, being a Coos, you've had several boats, but Coos FD is your your primary boat right now. How does that fit the bill for uh, fishing around the local area? And how do you feel about its adaptability? I tell you what, there's I don't think. There's much that that Kusa FD can't do. It may not be the best at everything, but it is highly capable of everything I put it into. Rather, if it's a little skinny creek that's just barely wide enough to turn it around, or if it's a big lake and three-foot rollers, it eats it up. I've, I've never once felt uncomfortable in that boat. It just just keeps chugging. And with this new Mark IV drive system, it just chugs even faster. It's just, we put it it in the water and I, I hit the pedals in two strokes and I felt the front end raise. I was like, Whoa, that's, that's different. That's, that's a whole nother animal now. Yeah. I and think I'm, that's, that's a, that's a very interesting thing, you know, and people that haven't felt that Mark four and they haven't got in a boat and like actually tested it and run it. It, the first time you get a couple pedal strokes, it does. Oh, yeah. I remember getting in the NAR yeah. and those first mm-hmm. couple pedal strokes, you definitely feel the bow of the boat just rise. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Yeah. Did, you, did you notice that the first time you ever took off in it? I'll tell you what, Jameson came out here before we launched it. And uh, at first, I mean, I as it was, I sat there for 30 minutes just walking around it, saying curse words silently mm-hmm. and smiling. <laughs> uh, but uh, we got out on my local lake to do some content. And he's like, yeah, man, take it out. Let's see what you think. And boy, I lost my mind. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was super fast, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. The steering was super responsive. It was laid out. You know, everybody, again, that was the first iteration of, of what now is, you know, 
uh, a lot of team member feedback really being incorporated into the boat design and to get out there and feel that Mark four and, you know, see all the little touches and subtle things that all of us on the team said, we want this in a boat. This is what, you know, we'll sell, but this mm -hmm. is what we as tournament anglers or big water fishermen. Uh, this is what we want to see in, in our, you know, ultimate kayak. And uh, Tony Lee killed it with the shaping. And then the rest of the design team uh, made it come to life. And damn, that's a damn good boat. I love that thing. It is. It's fast boat. It's, it does so many things well. Um, it took a little fine. It took me some fine tuning, but I got it where I'm happy with it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to imagine going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. It's, uh, I mean, I love them all. I love my bite. I've loved the Kusa. I have not pedaled, Jesse. I've not pedaled the Blue Sky with the Mark IV Drive. I will openly admit that. I would like to try it, though. I'd like to see if that thing can boot and scoot. Well, I'm hoping there's a video out there somewhere with uh, me, Jameson, and Dustin. Maybe uh, maybe got into a little bit of a jag drag race when they had their 1103s. I'd like to see that. I'll be one of the And first uh, I was just on the blue sky, but you know, I work on I work on horses for for a living mainly. So these uh, these quads got a little power to them. So I cranked on that Mark IV <laughs> drive, and I stayed with them for I stayed with them for a second. It was it was funny. They were like they were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like I'm keeping up with y'all. <laughs> so and even on that big boat like that, it was fun. It was it was good times. That, yeah. that's that's actually a pretty good topic uh you know most of it most people just see uh, you know us fellers online they they don't know what you guys really do i mean so let's kind of get into that uh, jesse i'll let you elaborate a little bit more on on your actual day today what is what does jesse look like off the water oh man i'm a uh, second generation uh farrier what they call uh i work on horses uh work on their hooves i'm uh been doing it uh, June the 1st will actually be 20 years now. Started pretty much uh, a couple weeks out of high school and uh, been around it my whole life with my with my old man doing it. He started uh, right out of the Army in 1972. And then, like I said, I started June 2003 and been doing it ever since. And, uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my, uh, my breadwinner, I guess. Very cool. <laughs> That's cool. It's 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 fun. It's an interesting job. You know, it's it's oh it's never a job that can be dangerous. It's oh there's never a dull moment for sure. I try not to do too many bad ones anymore, but at the same time, you know, you you get those. You know, you, you get one that has five or so, and three of them, you know, three or four of them stand completely still, and then there's that one that's just. <laughs> just complete idiot, you know. I mean, there's no, there's play a problem, like yeah, and then you try, you know, you try to be, you know, try not to whoop them up or anything like that. You know, be be calm with them and stuff like that, because there's no sense in that. You know, back in the day, they'd cowboy them up and you know call them breaking breaking the spirit and stuff like that. And you know, don't I don't, see you I don't, on I don't, Yellowstone. No, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's different, especially in Florida, you know, because well, in the summertime, it's a different animal, you know, from about eleven till four or five. It's ooh, that humidity. Yeah. I thought people in Florida, though, I thought they only worked till like noon. No, yeah, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> do that, take a little siesta, and then go back siesta. out. Siesta, yeah, I like it. How about you, Joshua? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the day to day. What's Joshua Evans look like when he's off the water? 
Man, I look like a lot of things right now. I look like an old man. I'm getting up there. Um, Jesse's uh, gonna be forty. Hey, I'm forty. I'll be forty. I don't even know anymore, bro. September. I'm, I'm somewhere in the forties. But uh, <laughs> me too, buddy. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a husband and father. Got a bunch of beautiful kiddos and a beautiful wife. Uh, they keep me grounded. Um, aside from that, you know, professionally, uh, I'm a disabled veteran. I run restaurants. Uh, in the process of purchasing a local business, uh, stay tuned on that one. Um, and yeah, I mean, I do everything I can when I'm not working with my family. Uh, I try to help out other disabled vets either, you know, through heroes on the water or different veteran service organizations, uh, that are local to me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's about it, man. Try to, try to make the world a little bit better. Yeah. And you guys. You guys have a little event coming up here in Maryland. Uh, you really was out there talking about it. Um, another yeah. heroes on the water guy um, yeah. for the JK trail this weekend. It looks like. No, I, 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 no, no, no. They, uh, I think he was talking. So I've been the vice president for mid Atlantic kayak bass fishing now for a bunch of years. And I stepped mm-hmm. down this season uh, just to fish. Well, um, I'm back in helping running the organization again, and okay, that's cool. cool. Pretty stoked. But uh, we have our season opener. It's a two-day, two-single-day events uh, on the Potomac River this weekend. There we go. Um, you know, it's Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing, and then uh, Northern Virginia Kayak Bass Anglers have a series that's running or an event running the same time on Saturday. Uh, so you can double dip there. And then Kayak Bass Fishing has their tournament trail series happening there as well. So an opportunity to triple dip for the weekend uh, and hopefully catch some some nice checks. We'll see. And on a good body of water. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tidal Potomac this time of year is fire. There you go. How about you, Mr. Brummett? What's, uh, what's Nick Brummett look like off the water? What's, uh, what's the day-to-day ritual? Uh, oh, just plain old work. You know, it's just uh, worked different manufacturing jobs over the years. There's been a welder, been a, worked a stone mill. Currently working at a medical supply company that uh, we build different catheters and wires, guides and stuff for intravenous, uh, uh, what is it, How do they replace low-impact surgeries. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody's doing exciting. Hey, it's all exciting. Keeps the, keeps the fish in the boat, boys. Keeps the fish mm-hmm. in the boat. Mm-hmm. So that being said, kind of a kind of off-the-wall topic here. Uh Rudy says, pour him one, Josh. Uh, I got you, Rudy. I don't know if you'd be ready for this one. This, this might get you. The, the proprietary blend, you know? There you go. There you go. Uh, so when you look at fishing, obviously you guys, uh, one of the things that we do on Doc Talk is kind of talk about how you guys got, or not Doc Talk, but uh, the Orion podcast. And I kind of want to bring it into here because a lot of people haven't heard these backstories from you guys on the Doc Talk panels. How did you guys get started in fishing? Like, was it something you found later in life on your own? Was it something that, you know, come from, you know, a family member teaching you guys? How did, how did it get going? And I'm actually going to let Nick start this one. We'll work backwards this time. Man, as soon as you said that, I, I, I got transported back to a bean field along Indian Creek, chasing grasshoppers with my dad. You know, I just, I remember that, that's my son's age, you know, four or five years old, 
So I've, I've been doing this stuff my entire life. I don't know any, don't know any other way of life. You know, I talk to people that don't know how to how to clean a fish or skin a deer. I look at them like they're an alien. How do you not know this? This is common stuff. You should, this this is part of life. But yeah, I've I've, I've grown up in that. About you, Jesse? How did uh, how did it come come about for you? Oh, born born into it. My old man, uh, actually, his old man was a fisherman and stuff. Uh, but he he passed away when my my old man was about sixteen. So he actually uh, grew up uh, about nine months out of the year in the Everglades. So he'd hunt, fish, trap, uh, you know, every everything. Um, so you know, when I was born, it was. You know, growing up in South Florida, uh, I was born in Miami, uh, lived in Homestead. So we either got the airboat and the swamp buggy, went to the Everglades, and my dad had 14 walker hounds at one one time. Uh, so we'd either hunt deer, go fishing, go on the airboats, or we'd take the boat, the other boats down to the Keys, or he had a 30, 30-ish foot Grady White that we would... Uh, go to uh go to the bahamas every once in a while too so uh living the the swamp life and the salt life was was pretty interesting that was that was that was a really cool thing about growing up in in south you know south florida being able to to go to both you know being you know and then even going kind of tropical you know running Mm -hmm. down to the to the bahamas so you know i've seen my fair share of monster gators and monster waves you know as well going going down that way too so you know, monster, you know, big marlins. Uh, uh, you know, remember my my old man sitting on a marlin for a couple of hours, you know, wow. fighting this thing. You know, where he just just couldn't couldn't reel it no more. He just you know just wore out. You know, and I was I mean, I was a little knee high to a grasshopper, so you know I wasn't I wasn't helping nothing. So, but uh, you know, just you know doing doing everything like that. You know, being in the outdoors with him. You know, on their boats and and stuff like that. And you know, unfortunately, about. You know, nine years ago, lost him to pancreatic cancer, and so you know, it was it was tough getting into kayak fishing because you know you'd want to call your old man to give him the you know ask for the pointers because you know if I had a picture around him and he'd catch forty inch snook like it was nothing down there in South Florida, you know, mm-hmm. all, you know, so you know stuff like that, you know, so uh, but you know, but that's what keeps me going in it too, you yeah. know, because. <laughs> Yeah, you know, got to keep his memory alive, and he taught me. Yeah, you know, he taught me a few things before he passed. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 definitely definitely where I got my my outdoors, you know, living and stuff was definitely from him. Very cool, very cool. How about you, Josh? How did uh, how did you come to find yourself in the outdoors? Uh, well, first off, Jesse, that was dope. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me a lot of me and my pops. Um, you know, when I was, I think three maybe four, about 40 years ago now, uh, my pops, Mike Evans, rest, rest his, you know, his soul, uh, he just passed last year, but, uh, but he used to, he, he'd tell me the night before, hey, boy, we're going to go fishing in the morning, and I'd be like, all right, cool, and we had this little dock that we'd go to uh, in Newport Harbor, and, uh, you know, had one little light over it, and it was, it was, you know, going, it was a 24-hour dock, and uh he'd say you know get up in the morning get everything ready so i'd get up in the morning and i uh, take a scoop of nestle quick powder put in a coffee cup and then we'd go down to 7-eleven and get some of their busted coffee that's been there all night and we'd roll out right and this is like like i said i'm three four years old is when we started doing this okay exact ritual every time we get down there 
get all the, you know, take the cart with the tackle box and stuff out to the end of the dock. And he'd say, all right, cool. Get everything ready. Tie on the baits and stuff. Right. So he started teaching me how to tie the, the Palomar knot, which I still use to this day. Oh, yeah. uh, it's what the first thing he taught me. It's like tying your shoes, literally. And um, so I tie everything up. And then he would hand me my pole and he wouldn't put bait on. He'd say, all right, see that buoy way out there? Start casting. And when you hit it, you're allowed to fish. Now, like this guy, come on. Right. Um, <laughs> but a- as the trips progressed, I would start hitting that joint every single time first cast. And, uh, and that's just really, you know, uh, as a kid, you know, it kept me engaged. It gave me a goal uh, and it made me want to excel and be better at what eventually would be, you know, a, ho- a really passionate hobby or craft of mine. Um, you know, so I grew up fishing. He had a, 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 I think it was an 18 or 19 foot center console Klamath aluminum boat and a little V-hole type joint. And we would, uh, we'd fish the bay. We'd go out to Catalina Island and chase, you know, tuna and, and uh, white sea bass and yellowtail and calicos and you name it, right? So I grew up on the salt. Uh, as I got a little, as I started getting older and, and kind of do my own thing, uh, I would go out on the cattle boats. They called them like the big, you know, 100 plus people uh, party boats out to Catalina and stuff. And I mm-hmm. deckhand, you know, uh, when we were out there or, or I'd help clean the boats on the way in. And that would be my ticket for the day so I could fish most of the day for free. So I grew up doing that. And that was awesome. Um, and then when I was staying with my mom and my stepdad, Brandy, he had a passion for, uh, you know, catching bass and crop, anything freshwater, trout fish and you name it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so he really got me like, wow, like I remember the, the very first fish I ever caught on a lure was on a little two inch uh, floating Rapala, uh, you know, crankbait that he gave me. And he took me out to Canyon Lake out in the middle of, of nowhere. It was a little private lake, but you could drive in the backside and still fish it. And, uh, and I remember catching my first bass on a lure and I was like, oh, that was that was freaking cool. OK, you know, <laughs> and so I started really this is before, you know, the Internet, YouTube, all that. Right. So I started, you know, hey, can we get these other lures and try this? And that got again, that curiosity got the cogs turning. Um, And now, I mean, (laughs) you know, I lean on all that information and I've learned from it and I continue. Even when I go out now, I'm I'm learning something new about, you know, presentation, something like that. But it keeps that passion for fishing and the outdoors, you know, at the forefront always. Now, for all of you again, uh, as we move through this, so shout out here to the audience. Uh, you guys are great out there in the comments in about 15 minutes. I want you guys to drop some comments. If you're in the audience for these guys, ask these guys some questions. We're going to hold on to them and we're going to have a random fire round here at about uh, in about 15 minutes. So drop some questions in, in there and uh, we're going to get these guys. We're going to grill these guys. You guys can grill these guys. So drop comments. Um, <clears throat> so, Let's talk about how did why kayak fishing? Why did how did you how did you start kayak fishing? How did you meet kayak fishing? What what brought you to this point? And then we'll start with Josh and work back up towards Nick. Uh, my first couple of times in a kayak, I was in the army, uh, and it was like you know a, a MWR uh, unit field day at the lake type thing. Uh, <laughs> I remember you know my wife and I we went out in a two person kayak. And my wife doesn't like water, um, but I convinced her to go out there with me. And I was fly lining live minnows to trees on Belton Lake. And uh, 
I hook into this gar that I kid you not is the length of uh, the kayak that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. And my wife's like, Josh, don't you dare, don't you dare. And it was like a light, (laughs) a really light line set up. uh, And it hooked it right up in the corner of its mouth. um, And uh, it's towing us, man. And she's like, Josh, dude, you're not bringing that in this boat. Uh, And she finally reached over and popped the line after it towed us around for a while because, you know, she was freaking out. But uh, aside from that, I was a tournament angler, you know, bass Mm -hmm. boats doing co-angler stuff and veteran events, things like that. And uh, a buddy of mine said, hey, you know, can you come out and be a guide for us at Heroes on the Water uh, for uh, for our first event of the year? And I was like, dude, I don't know anything about kayaking. You know, I've never been in a kayak. And he said, come on, man, we need people you can fish. I said, cool. So I went down to Dick's Boarding Goods and I bought like a little 10 foot uh, old town trip angler is what it was. A little sit in joint. And I went out there and, you know, I thought I was I, had, I was the business. Um, and then uh, the same guy said, hey, you know, I know you like tournaments and stuff. Why don't you come out to our local series, Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing? And I said, yeah, OK, cool. So like the next weekend I go out there and I get out there and there's just like rigs that are anywhere from looking just like mine to like five thousand dollars plus. And at that time. That's a lot of money for a kayak. You know, you got fish finders oh, yeah. and all this other jazz. And uh, and from there, I was hooked, man. Uh, at the end of that season, I went out and I got a, my first Jackson, a big tuna. Uh, flipped it, won some money, did a whole bunch of cool stuff. And here I am, you know, like I said, nine, ten years later. There you go. There you go. I like Love that. it. How about you, Jesse? Had the had kayak fishing come to find you? Y'all. <laughs> kayak fishing show with Jim Salmons, to be honest with you. I uh Jimmy. first time I first time I watched that show, that was uh that was it. I was I was hooked. I was like, oh my god, you can fish out of a kayak. This is amazing. Um yeah, yeah. Just watching watching that show, um watching Jameson on that show, everybody else on the show, uh that was uh that was the start of uh of a, of, a, of a crazy thing now, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I got that Cuda 14. Um, now I, I had a little uh, kind of hand-me-down, um, little uh, Kiwi kayak, I think it was called or something. It was a little nine-foot sit inside that I mean, a, a bigger guy, and uh, mm-hmm. that thing was about that much of the water. You know, water right. <laughs> you know, on a rough day, you definitely don't even go out. You know. Um, in fact, one time I, I did it in the evening coming back in, uh, had a little fish jump up and it was the evening time, you know, in your brackish water. So you don't know what was what that was, shark, gator, whatever. So I kind of did this like, ah, to lean away from it. Well, I leaned too far over. I went, couldn't get it, couldn't get enough water out because I didn't have a bilge. But luckily oh, my man. buddy was with me. And so we just got enough water out or I'm holding on to his and he's paddling and I've got the knife in the other hand and I'm just just something's gonna either gonna get me from this side it's gonna, they're either gonna come in from the fresh water it's gonna be a gator or the shark's gonna come in from the bay yeah what am i gonna do and that was the last time i got in that thing uh and uh pretty much uh went this to be like uh, the first time you take me jesse yeah yeah down there in the swamp <laughs> yeah no I, uh, yeah, then, yeah. then i went to bass pro went to bass pro got a little bass pro uh pack literally took it out in the tidal waters for the day and watched it off that day told them took it back and maybe told them they had about you know maybe maybe about eight eight inches of water in it so i got my money back because that thing was a tank it was it was just a barge i Mm -hmm. I was 
in that mm-hmm. moving water it was at that point. And mm-hmm. uh, saved up for about another month and just uh, went up to uh, pretty much. Actually, it's funny. I went to uh, got my kayak to uh, where I'm at right now, uh, working part time. I work there Sundays and Mondays at uh, Sandy Point Progressive Sports. So I uh, that's where I got my first Jackson kayak uh, and uh, been been on those ever since for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, Jim Salmon's kayak fishing show. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Nick? How did uh, how did you end up landing in a kayak? Well, I started off fishing out of a uh, was a seventeen foot aluminum canoe, and mm-hmm. got tired of not being able to steer that anywhere. So ended up with a cheap little Sun Dolphin uh, one man. I think it was a twelve footer, and just fished that thing all the time, just run the wheels off of it. Actually fished it so much I wore a hole through the bottom of it and had to buy something else. So I went and got a uh, an ascend and fished it for a few years. And then you got into the Jacksons and I never went back. As soon as I stepped foot in one of those, I said, "No, that's 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 what I want right there." Yep. It's been and been that ever since, man. Yeah, your first your first JK was the Cuda Twelve. Cuda, Cuda twelve, yep. Yeah, Cuda twelve. So a little bit of a little bit of Cuda mm-hmm. love there going around there. And that's cool. Hey, Nick, uh, quick question: You did you say to Chad you started fishing in them? Because that, that just made me think of something about like, you know, the power of the people around you and the boats they're fishing in. Um, sure, I don't know yeah. if that's what you said or not, but yeah, but yeah, you know, that's that's a big thing, right? Um, everybody yeah. has their preferences, but for me, like Jackson it's been a family it's been mm-hmm. kind of a way of life you know and and it's it's really neat to expose other people to you know what the boats are about and the people behind the boats so um i don't know i just it yeah. just kind of clicked in my head when you said that and i was like sure. yeah that's what we do right like we get other people out on the water and and do it in an amazing way so i love it yeah so it's it's yeah. funny josh because back when i was with bass pro shop before i come to with when i worked with the evil empire and before i came here to jackson kayak there's actually a picture of our uh other branded kayaks sitting out there we had what four of them at the time uh, and they're all lined up bunch. yeah we had a bunch they were all lined up on the on the bank but you know when uh when we come over here when i came over to jackson and started working with you guys uh gosh it's been forever now um yeah everything we all slowly we slowly migrated into the astronomical fleet that we have now between the between the two of us which is more than enough for both of our families and probably several friends several (laughs) friends and a whole nother family yeah um we don't we have a hard time getting rid of boats usually if a boat is i'm done with a boat it usually finds its ways to nick's house and then I get like two more in its place. So <laughs> yeah, we have a hard time. Yeah, getting very few. Very few. I think the Cuda 12 is probably the only one that's actually, the Cuda 12 and our old big rigs are the only ones that have actually yeah. left the premises. We still have everything else from every Liska that we've ever yeah. had is still in our possession. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, let's see what else. I still have a Cruise 12 that looks yeah, brand freaking new. <laughs> it's like oiled up and pristine you gotta keep, mm-hmm. gotta keep it clean but um you know talking about kayak fishing i think one of the things that appeals to me 
when I go out, we've, we've all been paddlers at the start of this, Josh. You was a paddler before you had the motor. Nick's been a paddler. Jesse, you've been a paddler. I've been a paddler. I mean, there's something about when you wake up, you're out there, first crack of light, and you're paddling across that water in a kayak. Describe that feeling. Kind of tell somebody that's never seen it what it feels like. And I'll let Nick go first, put you on the spot. Man, it's uh, it's uh, uh, it's going to sound porny, but it's almost like a fly. It's just you're smooth and just it's tranquil. And the water's just glass deal, you know, and you just hear you just hear the paddle hit in the water's all you hear. Just it's just like a sore not across the top of the water. Yeah. That's good. That's good. How about you, Jesse? What you got? That's, that's a that's a pretty good description right there. I mean, you get out there and you get a good good paddling boat like you know, something like the Cuda fourteen. You, know, you give it a couple of good paddle strokes and you get that thing to glide and then you just you know that first like he was saying first thing in the morning you get that that initial you know calmness because in, in florida here you know, it gets 11 it's windy you know most of the day now right now um and so that that first just before just before sunrise kind of hitting it getting to your back back spot you know kind of just creeping up you know just a nice glide um that's that's, I mean, it's it's fun to still go out for a paddle for sure. Um, that mm-hmm. it's it's a lost art for sure. You know, yeah. Especially with the with the anglers, you know, nowadays it's you know it's it's a lot. Of, you know, you're casting, you're you know, if you're if you're paddling, you're you're, you're not casting. So it, we've gotten spoiled. But you know, every once in a while, like I said, every, you know, it's nice to take that two to fourteen out and just kind of you know just yeah. go out for a good paddle. It's nice. I will. I will second that. It is kind of nice just to grab the old paddle and go out from time to time. We we actually me and Nick will do that every now and then. It's it's very relaxing. Of course, we get wore out from paddling because we've been paddling so much anymore. It's fun for a hot minute. <laughs> um, what you got, Josh? What you got? Man, uh, first of all, you know, uh, that like epic silence with nothing but that paddle slap. As soon as you said that, I could picture that, you know, exact what it is, right? Um, that picture actually that Shad just uh, shared is from my home lake. And uh, I call it Reflection Eternal, man. It's it that right there is the epitome of fishing from a kayak. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I go out there. Uh, I have a very, you know, full life, uh, career-wise, family-wise, everything else. And, and you know, I've got my issues from when I was in the Army, too. And when I get out on the water, any problems I have, they're solved in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Any of that clutter and crazy, you know, jumble in my head, that's clear and gone. And, uh, and it's just me enjoying my time, you know, in nature uh soaking up the sounds of the paddle slap in the water right or hearing those geese off in the distance mm-hmm. um or, or taking in just all of the beauty that's in nature right um all of it's just this it's this like serene amazing solitude this peace of mind that i haven't found anywhere else you know um yeah and and that to me that's kayak fishing you know you you're just kayaking in general um you know, it's, it's introduced me to, uh, 
you know, some of my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I left the army, I had a big hole kind of left in my heart and my life from all those people that I saw and, and shared all those experiences with day to day. Um, and it's it hasn't replaced those folks, but it's it's introduced me to this whole new family and this whole new world of people that, you know, maybe seek that same serenity and peace of mind that I do uh, in, a, in a different way. And it's all because of the little plastic boats. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. for it forever. That's that's yeah, great. For sure. man. Um, so for you, I, I mean, it's had a it's had a major impact for you. I mean, coming home from the service and and being part of that, and being a bass boat angler first, as I was. Do you, like I still jump in a big boat. I'm gonna jump in a big boat, being a big boat all next week. It's very difficult to jump back in a big boat. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's it's I, not the same. It's definitely not the same. You know, the mechanics are different. The feeling, the control the is different. different. You know, um, I, I honestly, at this point in my life, I could go out and buy a boat tomorrow if I wanted. Right. And I don't. If I do buy a boat, eventually it's going to be, you know, like a big pontoon for the family to go in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but nothing will replace, you know, not only the feeling I get in that kayak, but the the amount of places I can go. You know, um, something I learned coming from the bass boat world to the kayaks is you had to really, one, you know, adjust your body control and, and know that you're very limited in where you can and can't go physically, right, mm-hmm. uh, without that boat flipping or doing some crazy things. Um, but it also taught me gear management. Uh, to the extreme I couldn't you know come out with half a deck full of you know rods um, and now I'm down to you know if I go pre-fishing or fun fishing I'll bring a couple rods if I go pre-fishing it's like six rods and I narrow it down to like four or three mm-hmm. technique specific stuff um, but aside from that I mean my tackle is managed much much better on the boat uh, because I don't have space for you know uh, a bunch of 3700 boxes in up in the front deck or some other craziness right uh, I have a crate behind me and underseat storage, and and that's pretty much what it is. And uh, so it's taught me gear management and self control, and and to be more patient when fishing in spots. Even you know you have to break down an entire area. Uh, you know you know that's so much smaller than if you're in a bass boat and you're not doing well. You just you know drop the big motor and go. Uh, you can't do that in a little kayak, right? Right. Um, and so it's 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 increased my you know, awareness of, Hey, I need to really research an area. If I don't have time on the water or if I do have time on the water, uh, maybe look for stuff that's gonna, you know, be feature rich and kind of hold fish in, in different, uh, styles of fishing for me, because I, I don't want, unless I put my boat on the trailer, I'm not getting to another spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Jesse knows. Jesse knows what's up. Get me started. I'm gonna do the very light for you. Bro, you putting on the wrong music for right now, bro. <laughs> Josh has been drinking too much. <laughs> I mean, what? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right, so let's jump into these uh, audience uh, audience questions. Jeremy Baker, what's the most important thing you have on your kayak? You have to have on your kayak whoever wants to fill it let's go yourself i i you know i used to always say my pfd but damn it's actually me 
Uh, <laughs> I've ended up in the water uh, twice now in all the years I've been kayak fishing. And, uh, you know, when I go, everything else ends up going in the water too. So I'd say me. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Oh, let's scroll on down to the next one here. Aaron Dodds, what's your favorite kayak of all time? All three of you got to answer this one. Oh, man. I'll let you can't ask me what my favorite kid is. That's like asking what my favorite kid is. Uh, that's why I kept them all, you know? Ain't none of them around right now. Just say it. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to go with the, uh, with the list on that one. That's, that's definitely my favorite. It's just the, the little boat that can do it all. Uh, I'm gonna say the uh, one of a kind all black murder may fly. I really hope we run that boat again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I, a I, boat. I, that was my baby. I let her go. I regretted it. I got her back like two years later, and then I just uh, let her go to a friend of mine last season because uh, I had to make room. But the Liska, dude, that God, if I had a pedal drive on a Liska, I don't think I'd ever fish from another boat again. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Perfect boat. 100%. Bobby Dragon Tails better. says his his was the uh, his first kayak was the Kilroy in the original oh, yeah, man, camo man, green. Talk about that all the time. There's uh, one of those downstairs too. <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those too. <laughs> I think I've seen Chris in here too. Uh, yeah. Part of skating water. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, Mama Jean. Mama, Mama Jean is Jean. hitting you up. Mama Jean is hitting you up. If you could only throw one lure for the rest of your life, what would that lure be? And I'll let you just saltwater or freshwater. Don't matter. Uh, I'll see. Now you're going to put me on the spot with my buddies that are in here with their lure company. You can lie. No, no, I won't. Uh, (laughs) I mean, my confidence bait right now, uh, and and they know too, uh, my confidence bait right now is that that Z-Man, whether it be in the three three to four inch, you know, that, that paddle tail, you know, with the... You know, three sixteenths to eighth ounce jig head, depending on you know the depth of the water. You know, that's that's my go-to. I mean, color-wise, I mean, that that'll get a little tricky. But uh, I've been trying to start using those guys, though. You know, really trying to. Told myself the other day I went out and just used their their stuff and you know try to get that. That, that you know just that thought of being oh that's my confident bait i'm only using this bait you know stuff like that so trying to yeah. trying to break it but uh yeah yeah can i say three yeah <laughs> that's what i was that would have been that like, yeah, one of my one. three huh? i mean um, i can't pick okay. this one that's that's yeah. insane yeah that, um, because yeah one of my one of mine would have been my scooting more lure buddies because i got a well let's, my let's first think of it if you fall in place. and you're you're out there on a stranded island if you're gonna have one there, you, you potentially got a whole Plano box that floated up. Floated up. Yeah, so, yeah. You've got three lures. <laughs> no. Well, one of those, G. yeah, yeah. One of those got me. One of one of my buddies, actually, a little two and a half inch paddle tail, got me my one of my first uh, little tournament top fives uh, in the oh, flounder yeah. division. So you know, I can't, I can't not go with that for sure. That'll be in there too. Uh, for me, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Z-Man Big TRD and the deal color. Um, it can be rigged several ways, and and it, it, more than anything, it just mimics a little bait fish. Uh, I know, you know, everybody's like, oh, fairy wand, you know, blah blah blah, but they catch fish, man. They catch a lot of fish, they and that color works anywhere. 
a, a black neon 10-inch uh, Riventail worm. You know, uh, it's black with like red flakes. That works anywhere in the country. Uh, Texas frigate was like a little one-eighths or a quarter-ounce uh, bullet head peg, uh, four-aught, five-aught hook, and you go to work, man. You catch fish that are 12 to 20-something inches, bro. It's going to happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. It looks like a little snake in the water. Um, and last but not least, man, the Excalibur uh, XR, XRK50, you know, uh, traps, man, them things. Mm -hmm. uh, they light it up, especially this time of year, boy. You, you can't beat them things. Man, that's wrong with a good old rattled bag. What about you, Brent? What you got? Yeah. Cut bait? Well, I'm not picking one either. I, like, I, I just can't narrow it down to one. If I had to pick one, and it's not going to work all the time, it's going to be a hollow body frog, something like a bullfrog pattern, just a natural pattern. I've got one lure to watch. I'm going to watch that thing disappear in pads every time. Other than that, it's going to be a 10-inch power worm and tequila with about a six odd on it. That'll pretty much do me. If I had to throw Cinco, you know I'll throw Cinco all day long. Say, I'm surprised the Cinco actually did not beat out the power worm. I hate yeah. that damn thing. <laughs> I can't I wait on it to sink. I don't throw it out of spite, man. It takes too yeah. long to sink. The stupid ass little hook. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm the most. <laughs> yeah. We're, we just became brothers. Uh, <laughs> motors, motors, motors. Do you guys ever run motors on your kayak? And which one do you run? Josh. I said, I have, uh, I started out with the Torquedo 403, and then um, I moved over to a Newport 180 NKS or whatever the heck it's called, equivalent of the 403 really. It was pretty cool, um, and then I ended up saying I need to get more power to go up river and do some of the things that I do, because I kind of do some wild, uh, maybe I should do type stuff on the water, you know, as far as conditions and things like that. <laughs> Uh, and I needed more power, right? If I'm fishing way offshore or some craziness, you know, on a giant lake and, and you got four and five foot rollers because the storm front came in, you weren't expecting, I need to be able to get back. Uh, so I went ahead and I got myself a Torquedo 1103 and um, that motor, it's a little heavy, you know, um, it's kind of a pain as far as the lift goes and all that. Uh, but aside from that, man, it is the most efficient and powerful motor there is that I know of and I love it. What kind of battery are you running on that? On the Torquedo, I mean, they have a, pr a proprietary 915-watt battery. Uh, I have a second one as a backup, especially for tournament days. If you know, if it's a big tournament and I'm, uh, I got a bunch of people launching near me, I like to have a backup battery with me so I can run wide open the whole way and know that I still will have plenty of juice to get back. I mean, I probably will anyways. Uh, I don't usually even have to go over to my second battery in a day. But if I'm really running or not finding what I want and I'm moving, uh, I like having that second backup battery as, as you know, kind of a, a fail safe. Uh, and for perspective, Nick, the Torquedo batteries are probably about the size height wise of our uh, 30 amp hour Z pros. Just a little bit thicker. Okay. Two of them really, really don't take up much space at all, to be honest yeah. with you. Oh, it's real light too. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I ran my Newport, I had uh, uh, two uh, uh, 54 amp hour Dakotas running in parallel. Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and it, you know, it would last me a whole day type deal. Okay. But I would be running. <laughs> I'd be running nonstop. Right. Like, I was I was going and pre-fishing and scouting places, so I was I was moving and covering a lot of area. And Josh, you're okay. the only one with a motor in this panel tonight, I believe. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm debating. I'm I've been debating whether to do that XI three in the bow of the blue sky, but I think I'm gonna go. You know, especially talking with Dustin and, and Jameson on the you know during that JK Fun Tour. Uh, you know, the on on the water innovations, they got a they got a kit for the blue sky that literally just switches my I can still use my my stick steering and then just hook an eleven oh three to it and it's like mm-hmm. why not? You know they're like the Jetsons. Oh I'll tell those, you what, you know. Hey man, get with Trey Leach at Innovative Sportsman and he'll get you squared away. He lives about thirty minutes from me. That's a good dude. Okay. Um, I, I support his business because his he's name a damn again? good person, but he also makes amazing products, dude. Okay. So if he doesn't make it, tell him what you want, and he'll probably come up with it, honestly. Sure. Awesome. Appreciate it. Tell him I sent you. Okay. Last last big question of the night. We're going to let Christian uh, from up north in the Canadian Goose Land uh, hit you guys with the big question. Why Jackson Kayak over other brands? Oh, you're going to get in my feels on this one. Okay, then you can go first, it, Jason. It started at, well, I mean, it, it, like it started, you know, it started with, you know, watching, like I said, Jim Salmon's, but it really clicked last year for, for I, when I went to ICAST for the first time and uh, got to meet uh, Miss Bridget and Will. And I'm trying to remember everybody else. I'm, uh, Charlie. Charlie. Um, yep. And, uh, when I met them, it was a demo, you know, morning for the for the pond to, to test out all the kayaks. I went there first. I pretty much stayed there most of the <laughs> most of the time anyway. And uh, you know, they they treated me like like family from the beginning. I was I was sweating bullets, nervous, you know, just from seeing you know some of those you know seeing them on TV and stuff and and on 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 the internet. And so you know, once they you know kind of took me in and just made me feel you know at home and you know may or may not have uh raced the raced the uh links with a with a with a bite fd and maybe whooped the pro staff guy on the hobie that had his pro staff jersey on and he kind of got whooped by about a kayak or so but we you know there might be some video of that too but uh yeah uh you know just just the whole week there you know i was able to go and you know the last day went in the Went in the Orion cooler in the in the contest. That was a uh, that that topped it off. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, after community stuff like that. Oh, did I lose my? Well, oh, there goes my AirPod. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no. Ever ever since then, yeah, just they made me feel like family. And uh, you know, I got I got my call service in my truck with with uh, you know Dustin called me and. You know, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I've seen your video the, that day, him going up to the factory, getting his boats and stuff. And he, and he goes, and I'm like, man, let me, I'd love to go up there for, for, for a tour one day. That'd be a dream. And he goes, well, why don't you go up there one day and pick up the factory boats? And I go, what? He goes, yeah, man, I'd like to offer you a spot on the Jackson Kayak fishing team. Oh, yeah. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so I cried like a baby <laughs> in the Ford dealership. I was, uh, you know, even like right now, I try not to get all emotional about it, but, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, been a dream come true doing the JK Fun tours with Jameson and and Dustin, uh, you know, hanging out with them and, and doing that and shooting for the road trip angler and I mean it's it's been a dream. It's been you a got dream. a proper hazing as well. Oh boy, yeah. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, save it for another tell. day. We'll save yeah. it for another day. Another, another dog talk. We've, we've all, we all know Jameson. We know you got a proper hazing, don't we, Josh? Uh, I don't know about that. I think I haze Jameson. <laughs> Broke him in. How about you, Nick? Uh, why Jackson Kayak over other brands? What's it been for you? Man, I, you know, I'm not affiliated with anybody so i could i have the run of the mills i can pick whatever i want and not have anybody to answer to honestly the only boats that i've been impressed with are the jacksons you know you look at a lot of these other companies drive systems and the way i fish i'd have that thing broke off and destroyed in an instant you know but we've we've seen a lot of boats with those flappy things underneath them just get disintegrated in the river over the years so it's just to me jackson was the only logical choice and that's the ones uh, that I really like in the Jacksons. But you, Josh? Man, Cap us I'll, off. Tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, there's a lot of good boat man. There's some bad boat manufacturers out there, uh, but there's some good ones too. You know, mm-hmm. Hobie and Old Town. They make great products. But for me, you know, Jackson is is the perfect blend of consistency and quality and customer service when they don't quite get it right. Um, those three things as a consumer are huge to me, right? Uh, and you know, then you layer in that fact that family feel, right? And I mean, it goes my first time I ever went to the factory, I did a tour. Uh, I think I just maybe joined the team, you know, a year or two prior, and I got there. I think it was, uh, I want to say Ian Stewart, maybe. Yep, yep, uh, was there, and he's like, You want to go on a tour? And I was like, Hell yeah, like, really. And we went there and it was like kayak mecca, dude. Like there was, you know, there was some old stuff off in the corner. And he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about that. They took those boats out today and they were fishing. And I was just like, what? All right, that's dope. And then I come into this thing that looks like multiple football fields and just kayak racks. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, holy hell, this is badass. And I went around, I looked and, you know, there was like the special edition colors and different stuff. And at that time we could still do, you know, our yeah, own colors, color. right? Yeah. And uh, custom stuff. So. You know, I, I think that time is when I picked up my Mayfly, my all-black Mayfly. Um, but it was just cool, man, because, like, people that I had never met in my life, you know, and maybe had seen them here on Facebook or something, um, they treated my family. They came up. They were cool. And throughout the years, I've built these great relationships with all these people on the team, people at the factory. You know, Charlie P is one of my favorite freaking people in the world, man. Him mm-hmm. and his adorable little family, man, his little baby. She's so cute, you know. But this is the kind of thing, like, we're, we're fishing from little plastic boats you know we're we're fishermen we're we're hunters we do all these things but the people behind it is what makes it that much more impactful for me it makes me you know 100 jk there you guys that's like an awkward end of the music that's lame um, uh, you know hey i i got some tracks to send you bro i'm gonna send you a link these are just my stream yard i had no control i, I got it. i just popped them in I just pop them off. Can I send them to you? You can send me whatever you want. Got some cool little. Ch- ch- I don't know, man. They'll get you good. We need a new intro. Is what we need. I mean, we. I, I got, you, I got you. I got you. We all need to work on a new intro for the podcast feature. A doc talk intro. Send your clips, guys. Um, got you, boo boo. So with that being said, we are in an hour and three minutes. So I'm going to close this thing out. Let you guys get on with your nights and back to your families. But before we do. Um, we'll go around the room, let you guys tell 
the folks at home where to find you on social media, where to meet, greet, and get to know you a little bit more. Whoever wants to go first. I'm not picky on this one. I'm pretty pretty simple. You can find me on Facebook, Jesse Last Spear. And I was told, hey, say that. And think of the last spear and take the T off of that, and you're good to go. Um, but uh, on Instagram is uh, fish on kayak anglers, all, all one word. Uh, that, that's that's the only two I got right now. I haven't got brave enough to uh, do a YouTube or anything like that yet. So, but pretty simple. Brumman. No, I was going to say, I'll go next. Um, yeah, uh, Nick Brumman on Facebook. Um, opportunistic Outdoorsman on Instagram and that's about it. I've got a YouTube account that's not been in touch since about 2011, so it's kind of stale. So, yeah. <laughs> Josh. Man, funny enough. So my YouTube is the same kind of thing. Um, if you can find it, you'll find videos of me uh, in the holidays playing a specific white-bearded character for the kids. But <laughs> I bet you ain't going to find it. Anyways. <laughs> Um, on Facebook, you can find me at Joshua Evans Fishing. Uh, feel free to shoot me a DM if you ever want to chop it up. I'm always open for a little talk, chat, advice, anything. Uh, and then on Instagram, it's at Tightline Sharp Minds. Uh, and same thing, hit me up. You know, I'm always about you know growing people, uh, whether it be fishing or otherwise. You know, I like I always like improving myself, and I like helping others do the same. So let's get it, Tightline Sharp Minds. There you guys have it. Thanks for joining us tonight on this episode of Doc Talk. And we will see you guys a couple weeks from now on the 11th of May. Doc Talk will return. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks for being a great panel. Thanks to the audience for, for asking the great questions. You guys us. are killer. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Later, y'all.